Hello, hello, and how the devil are you? Welcome back to my podcast, How to Flourish with me, Kerry Knight. If you're a first-time listener, I just want to say a huge thank you for being here, and I really hope you find the content helpful and useful. If you are somebody that listens to me regularly, thank you again so much for your support. It means the absolute world. It really, really does. So today, we're going to go straight into problem-solving mode. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about how to overcome those issues we have around emotional eating or stress eating. I like to call it mastering my munchies because that's what I look at it as. So it's been a good day. We've been out for a nice walk with the dog this morning. Um, I want to get back to doing C dips, but it's just whether or not we've got time. For those of you that don't know, um, before I was diagnosed with breast cancer, Jack and I used to go down to the seafront every morning at dawn and hop in the sea. And we did that right through the winter into the spring and it was absolutely incredible but that's for another day just suffice it to say it's really really good for the body and the mind and I am all about that life now talking of body mind I want to do a little check-in with you before we get started I want you to think about yourselves in this moment and where you're at today where you're at physically where you're at emotionally and give me a number on a scale of one to ten Let's consider that one is absolute pants and let's take 10 as being absolute rock star. And I just want to give yourself, give yourselves a rating of where you're feeling coming into this podcast, where your motivation levels are, how you're feeling about yourself. And then I'm going to ask you at the end how you feel at the end. Now, as I said, I want to talk to you today about emotional eating, about how we master the munchies. But actually, what I'm really talking to you about is how we master our mindset, our emotional fitness, the language of you, how we talk to ourselves and that voice that we hear the most. So I'm going to ask you another question. It's normal in my podcast. If you've not been here before, it's normal for me to ask you to invite, invite you to think. So when you look in the mirror, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? What are the first words that that internal voice is saying? Are they kind? You know, when I say kind, you look great today. That jacket really suits you. I really like the way your face looks. And we all have that mirror, don't we? The mirror we like. The mirror that makes us look better. And actually, it's nothing to do with the mirror. It's about the mindset that you're looking in that mirror with. Or are they critical? You look fat today. You look haggard. You look like you've never had sleep. God, you look like you've been dug up. A phrase I use more often than I should. And let's just think for a moment, what's the tone of that voice? Is it harsh or is it soft? Is it a cruel, critical voice or is it a soft, compassionate tone? Because what's really interesting is that us women, most of us are intrinsically kind and we're problem solvers when it comes to others not great for ourselves. The problem arises when we look to self. We're just not brilliant at offering the same compassion and kindness directly back to ourselves. Not truly and not where it really matters. And one of the things that I teach in my membership, Happy Healthy You, is the premise that we must make time for ourselves every single day. I do this with my one-to-one clients on a much more uh, deep level. But in the membership in Happy Healthy You, it's one of our daily non-negotiables. And I'm not talking a massive amount of time because I can hear you all already. Well, how do I make time when I have got no time? 
I'm not talking huge amounts of time. I'm talking between five and 15 minutes. And it's to do something just for you. For yourself, with yourself, about yourself. Not with your phone, not with anyone else. Unashamedly, just for you. Why do I do that? I do it because it's the start of a journey to honouring yourself creating time for you and in that moment doing something purely for you and your own health and well-being. What's really clear from the evidence that sits behind it, the reason I want to do this is it because it's, it builds our ability to support others but to do that without burning ourselves out. Now we've all been there, we've all been there when a friend really needs you Okay, she's on the phone, she's messaging, she's desperate. I really need you, I need to talk to you. You're getting WhatsApp, you're getting called. And for whatever reason, supporting them leaves you feeling absolutely rinsed. Emotionally depleted. Doesn't feel great that, right? It just doesn't feel good. You really want to be there for him or her, but the cost to yourself is so high. You know, you know those moments, those moments when you are absolutely at the end of the day you're shattered you've been running around left right and center after everybody else all day you want to sit down and just have a glass of wine put your feet up and watch the real housewives of new york that's my choice and the message comes in and you think oh i haven't got the energy but you 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 make the time you make the time for her because that's what we do we're just bloody brilliant at putting others ahead of us at great personal cost Now, what I want to do is I want to bring that into the context of lifestyle and weight loss and dieting, that process of self-improvement and self-acceptance that I bang on about so much. Oftentimes, when we start something like a new process of change, we do so having come from a place of being really uncomfortable, really unhappy, being sick and tired of how you look how you feel, how many times you've tried. Most of us, the reality of the situation is also that we have done something before. We never come into a diet having never dieted. We never come into a lifestyle change having never tried a lifestyle change. There is always a pattern of behaviours that lead us to that point. So that decision also comes layered with an element of, oh, fuck's sake, come on, this time you're not going to fail, you can't be fucked forever, you've got to move your arse, you've got to get it done, this time it's the right, you're not going to fuck it up this time. Now the point I'm making here is the narrative that you enter into any type of lifestyle change is generally not a positive one. We're super motivated and we get cracking. You know, you're in that moment where you cannot tolerate being like this anymore. You've got something's got to happen, something you've got to kick your own ass and get into it and we get started Three to four weeks in, we start to see old habits assert themselves. We start to feel that initial flow of motivation just lessen and dampen. Days come in where you can't be asked. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. Those old habits and behaviours rearing their heads again. Progress stalls. Sticking to any kind of a plan just feels really difficult, really challenging. And here we go. The old narrative kicks in. Oh, here she goes again. See, what's the point? You failed again. You can't stick at anything. You might as well quit now. You're never going to get there. You're just, you're just useless. But what happens there is we're building our identity as someone who fails. We build the identity of someone who doesn't finish anything. We build the identity of a quitter. By doing so, we're reinforcing the initial problem. 
Now, James Clear is an author that I talk about a lot. He wrote the book Atomic Habits and he says that every action we take is a vote or footprint towards the person we want to become. And I really believe that. So consider for a moment, if we're doing the same thing and expecting something different, we are just reinforcing all of those old patterns of behaviour that keep us stuck. What if we tried something a little bit different? What if the voice that we hear is gentler, it's kinder, it's supportive? And let me just remind you, Diet starts Monday, that mentality where, you know, something goes wrong in one day, the all or nothing, the perfectionist mindset where we think, well, if one thing's gone wrong, what's the point? I'll start again next week. That isn't being kind to yourself. It isn't supporting yourself. It's actually letting yourself off the hook and reinforcing your old habits of failure, not completing, not getting it right. Instead, what if we tried the approach of saying, okay, it didn't work this time. You tried and that is brilliant. But your worth isn't defined by the outcome. Disconnect the feeling of self-worth, of adequacy, of acceptance from the outcome. We want to be happy and healthy. We want to be in a place where we build our self-acceptance because that's the lens through which we want to see our life. When we accept who we are, how we present. So it's really important on that basis that we understand where we went wrong. We learn from our failures. We don't see failure as a negative connotation. We see see failure as an opportunity to learn. We learn from the experience so that we can avoid making the same mistakes over and over again. Do you see the difference there? The first reinforces a negative. You failed. You got it wrong. You're a failure. And at that point, the likelihood of success going forward with that mindset is really, really low. But the second approach, the kind of softer approach, acknowledges the failure, but it disconnects negativity from it. It disconnects your worth and your identity from the outcome. And in doing so, what it actually does is it reinforces the value of being healthy, of being happy, and it encourages you openly and without judgment to learn from the experience so that next time we keep going we don't give up. We don't have a flat tyre and think, sod it, I'm just going to slash the other three. We merely change the tyre and we move on. It's about your mindset. The sooner we can learn that our emotions, our feelings and our thoughts are the things that dictate our actions, the sooner we can break the cycle of emotional eating, stress eating or rewarding ourselves through food. Because we understand that we're building our emotional fitness and we become in in control of how we're feeling and therefore influence the outcomes. Mindset matters. And yet so many of us will just try a different diet, try a different coach, try a different gym without really looking back at self. And why is that? Because that self-awareness is challenging. It's uncomfortable. It's difficult. That honest dialogue with yourself where you have to take responsibility for things that might not have gone right is difficult to do. It's why we procrastinate. It's why we avoid. It's why we, you know, have this whole analysis paralysis when it comes to making a decision because if we don't make a decision, it can never be a a bad decision and therefore we can never be blamed. Start to have a much more non-judgmental, compassionate dialogue with yourself and explore the emotions and feelings as they come up for you, 
creating space between the stimulus and the response. And I promise you, as you shift your mindset, you will shift your relationship with food. And that reliance on food as a, as a salve, as something that makes you feel better, as a comfort, will lessen because you will be comforting yourself through personal growth, through personal acceptance. And that is where really true growth lies. That's all I wanted to say for today. It's short, it's sharp, but I really hope it's helped you. As always, please hit subscribe. It really does make a difference to who gets to hear what I've got to say. And I really do believe that what I have to say helps so many people. And that's what I'm passionate about. So I want you to go back now to the mark of one to 10. And with the insight that you've just heard and the context that you're now applying and planning for over the next few days, I want to give yourself another rating. Have you moved further up the scale? Because if you haven't, you're not speaking to yourself with compassion. So if you started at a two, I want you to move that figure up the scale now to a six and make a plan. Make a plan from today to listen to your emotions, to check in with how you're feeling, to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. You deserve to be happy and healthy. You deserve to be accepting of yourself. So take steps today towards that. Take a vote today towards the person you want to become through the actions that you take. Sending you so much love as always and I will see you next time on the pod. Lots of love.